Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. On the uh, radio from 1 to 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you can listen to John and Ken on demand. Same show. Pick up what you missed. In there is a half hour interview with Los Angeles Dodger star Steve Garvey, who's running for Senate to replace uh, Diane Fe- Phil Diane Feinstein's seat. Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. Obviously, running as a Republican is not easy in the state of California. Not since Pete Wilson was senator, was there a Republican senator representing California. Well, so First step is to try to get second place. Yeah, at least. try to get second place, right? The three of them, and there's even more people running, but the three main Democrats could split some votes and give them a chance to come in second. But there are two or three other Republicans running. And even though we don't know them, they tend to get votes because they've run before. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Eric Early's been on the show. He's run yeah, for no, his, several offices, and he gets votes. And so. His name I recognize. The other ones I don't. All right. All right. We're going to update you now with a lot of information about Israel versus Hamas. Earlier in the show, we talked to the CEO of uh, Stand With Us. Uh, she came on the air to talk about this rally 
that's going on right now at the Federal Building on Wilshire on the west side in Westwood. And we have KFI's Chris Adler, a reporter stationed there covering uh, this rally. Hey, Chris, guys. Good what's, afternoon. What's going on? Well, you know, <laughs> I've covered a lot of rallies, you guys. And I had to tell you, I've never covered a rally to this degree, to this magnitude. Um, we have rabbis here. We have stand with us here who you guys spoke with. I was speaking with them earlier. And hundreds of people in the Jewish community and non-Jewish communities standing in solidarity, solidarity of Israel. Many, many are condemning this, uh, these attacks, saying that Hamas is a terrorist organization, a terrorist group. They will not stand for it, you guys. And they are comparing this to a modern-day Holocaust. We're learning that Israeli soldiers reportedly found the bodies, dead bodies of 40 babies, some of them reportedly decapitated, and people are out here up in arms about it and marching, singing, crying, driving by caravan through the streets, waving flags, American flags, Israeli flags, and it's, it's quite a sight to see, but there's a lot of heartache out here today, and that's the best way I can describe it. I've seen multiple people out here in tears over what is happening. Uh, is there, there's no counter protesters, are there? I I spoke with one guy who's one laying guy. very low behind the scenes. He says he's in support of Palestine, and he understands that there's been long conflict between Israel and Palestine. But he says thousands of people are going to end up dying because of the war. Innocent lives, children, babies, women, just innocent people. And he's he's out here. But he says he's he's standing in solidarity with Palestine. And he was the only guy? Sorry? And he was the only guy? The only guy that I've spoken with that I can confirm is, is standing with Palestine. Mm. And I, other than that, it's all Israeli flags, Jewish community. Um, you know, just many, many people from the Jewish community are out here. I know that you spoke earlier to the president of the Jewish Federation of Greater L.A., what was he able to tell you, particularly locally, about any fears that people have in Jewish communities? Right. So he says they, the, uh, the Federation is amping up security that the entire Jewish community condemns this war. They are fearful. They are fearful because historically Jews have been persecuted and they feel they, they fear and they feel that they will be targeted locally. So they're working with another organization to try to to, to keep tabs on security, trying to, to keep people safe, keep their members safe. But they're asking everybody to stand in solidarity with Israel. And that's something that people are stressing because they want everybody to stand behind them. So these fears locally in this L.A. Federation, um, the rabbi told me that he's, they're not going to tolerate it. They're going to stand up. They're not going to tolerate any kind of intimidation, any kind of bullying, targeting. And so they're, they're working to amp up the security. But I did ask him, I said, well, you know, how do you feel about innocent lives being lost in Palestine? Well, because innocent people are going to die and have died on both sides. And he says, yes, it's understandable, but he doesn't want to shift the narrative because then it puts um, light on the terrorist group. And he says that he wants to make sure people realize that this attack, these attacks were unprovoked and completely unwarranted and unjustified. And so he didn't, he, 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 he says he sympathizes with all groups, but wants to make sure people are focusing on Israel. All right, Chris, thank you very much for that report. Thanks guys.
All right, it's Chris Adler, who is covering this rally on the west side outside the federal building on Wilshire Boulevard, where, John, they better not be going into traffic and stop it. Remember those rallies from years ago? People go to that federal building, and they start jamming up the traffic there on the west side as they start marching in the streets. It's almost impossible to have a a huge rally there, and it almost always people end up uh, filing into the streets. I remember some groups would sit down in the street. Remember that? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going anywhere near that rally. that corner. That's right. You're not that far. That's from only there. about a little over a mile away. Yeah, and that's that's an exit that I often take, and I, I'm not going to even try because once once that gets backed up, it spills out everywhere. The whole west side uh, gets congealed. So back in uh, Israel, uh, rockets are of course uh, flying back and forth between Hamas and the Israeli military. One thing that we're looking to see uh, if they want to completely eradicate Hamas in the Gaza Strip. That's going to be quite an operation. I'm looking at a story here where there's been four previous rounds of Israel and Hamas fighting between 2008 and 2021. Hamas came into power around 2007 in the Gaza Strip, all ending inconclusively. Hamas got battered but still stayed in control. What we know this time is that is, is the Israeli military is going to do this. It's going to be uh, quite an operation, like street fighting, right? Building to building. That's really what this is because... As you could tell, even talking to Chris there, uh, Hamas hides among the citizens of the Gaza Strip, who, who may not be uh, a part of their uh, group, but they are still uh, Palestinians, and that's what Hamas will do. That's what some terrorist groups do. They'll make it very difficult for you to uh, weed them all out. I, I think Israel Israel's probably going to obliterate Hamas's operational capabilities. So they that, will... That's the thinking. Um, I was just looking at a story that Hamas, apparently, they also communicated, uh, they coordinated attacks on four Israeli communications towers close to the Gaza border. See, this was, uh, I don't know how many months went into planning this operation, but they realized that if they're going to be effective by charging into, you know, out 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 of Gaza and into the rest of Israel and taking hostages, they have to wipe out, you know, the communications abilities so that the... The Israeli military doesn't show up quickly. I have read that they have been working on this for a year, and Iran was heavily involved with money and training and supplies and helping just to overall organize and orchestrate what was to happen because I don't think the local guys could have pulled this off by themselves. It was, no, I, I don't either, although I keep seeing stories where, well, we believe that's the case, but we don't have the solid evidence yet on Iran's yeah, well, involvement. It's, it's in Biden's best interest to downplay Iran's role because what they did is they gave $6 billion uh, to Iran in frozen assets. They also allowed Iran to start selling their oil again, and that allowed them to make billions of dollars. And they lifted other economic sanctions. And they're a year and a half away from developing a nuclear weapon. So, of course, they're going to downplay Iran's role because that leads directly back to what the hell have we been doing? (laughs) Helping them to get rich so they can afford to dump so much money into Hamas. I don't believe those bastards for a minute. uh, That whole Biden crowd's a bunch of liars. More coming up. Johnny Kidd, KFIA of 640. We're live everywhere. iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, Biden eventually emerged this morning. Uh, actually, it was almost this afternoon. Uh, confirming that 14 Americans are among the dead in the terror attack by Hamas in Israel and that there probably are Americans among the 150 some odd hostages still being held by Hamas 
in the Gaza Strip. One thing that maybe it didn't surprise you, but it surprised me was this poll I saw. It actually was taken in March. And like so many issues today in the United States, there's a divide on this too. More Democrats in the country support Palestinians living in Gaza and the West Bank than Israel. And I, it used to yeah. not be that way, but it has shifted in the last decade or so. Uh, a yeah. decline among Democrats for support for Israel. It's now uh, Palestinians 49, Israel 38. Because the Palestinian propaganda machine, and we have it in this country too, is very effective as refra- at reframing them as those who are oppressed. And I, I'm sure if you talked to all these people who claim to side with the Palestinians, they don't know that Hamas was originally democratically elected in 2006 by the Palestinians. Now, they're not nearly as popular anymore, and there hasn't been many elections since then. They haven't held any elections since then, right? So for 17 (laughs) years, they've been running things, and like all governments, including ours here in California, they've become wildly corrupt. They get a lot of money from the likes of Iran and Qatar, and and, uh, the boys who run Hamas keep the money. And so that's part of the reason that the people are are starving and in such, such terrible shape. Now, they do teach their children uh, to to hate Jews, and Jews must die. And it is in their charter. I, I looked up the charter again during uh, during the show, and it, it Yale Law School actually has a good translation of it. And it's about, they, they quote passages from the Koran, about eliminating Jews entirely. No questions asked. And that is the purpose of Hamas. It may not be the purpose of all the Palestinians living in the Gaza. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think some people separate the Palestinian people from the Hamas terrorist organization. Right. And I think Israel's primary idea is to eliminate the Hamas machinery, the leadership, you know, the soldiers and all their weapons and their tanks, the infrastructure as best they can. But if they're hiding it, in ordinary neighborhoods, and they have the stuff stored in tunnels underneath hospitals, churches, schools, mosques. Well, you know, there's gonna there's gonna be some some civilian killing here, but I, Hamas go goes after Israel unprovoked with the intention. Their dream is to wipe out all Jews. Israel now has to retaliate to prevent this from happening again. It'll happen every day. And they're they're in a box, and yeah, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed, and maybe there's going to be blowback. Maybe Iran's going to get involved, and then maybe we're going to do something, and then maybe this blows up in the World War III. I think my point is, and I don't know if this can ever be figured out or straightened out, because, you know, we go back to the days of the Palestine Liberation Organization. Remember Yasser Arafat? He was the terrorist. Remember that? Oh, they've become moderate now compared to Hamas. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, Hamas, see, if they make a deal, which they did, right, to give the Gaza Strip you know, to, to Palestinians, that's not going to be good enough. Not for no. a faction of, no. of Palestinians no. in that nation they, who decide that, well, we're just going to form our own rebel group. They consider Hamas Pal- is from 1987, so it started to foment that far back. They consider Palestine to be the entire region that Israel occupies right now, in, and Gaza, and the West Bank, and any other disputed territories. But the whole region... now. The the history of it is that this is the ancient Jewish homeland. It is also the ancient Palestinian homeland. So many leaders over the years, 
there's a phrase, they call it the two-state solution. Let's draw some kind of a line. Israel lives here. Palestine lives here. The Palestinian prime minister a few years ago, I'm sorry, the, the Israeli prime minister a few years ago uh, gave two offers, and the, the Hamas leaders rejected them out of hand. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. You don't get one grain of sand. You don't get one square inch of property. We want you completely wiped out and, and, and completely exterminated. Now, there, there's over 9 million Jews, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. But, um, you know, and, and I heard Biden, some of Biden's speech, and he told a story. And, you know, when Biden tells a story, who knows if it's true or not, right? But it was, it, there is a point to it. He says, uh, first year as a senator, he went to Israel, met with the prime minister at the time, Golda Meir, in 1973. And uh, I, I don't know if it was before or after that famous war that they had, but he said that Golda Meir looked at him and said, don't worry. We have a secret weapon in Israel. We have nowhere else to go. In other words... Oh, I did hear that part yeah, of his, yeah. Yeah, nobody in the world will take millions of Jews in. This is it for us, so we're going to defend it to all of our deaths, no matter what happens. If you're going to win, you're going to have to kill every one of us. And and so that's why you're going to see a, a, a vicious, brutal retaliation uh, by Israel, they have to do it to survive. This is why I say Americans are frustrated because they just don't see a way out of this from their point of view all the way across the world well, here. You know something? We're, we're different in America. I saw. I don't think they could ever share the country, as you just said. Probably not. Not to the satisfaction of some groups, some rebel groups, particularly Palestinian rebel groups. Another Hamas will emerge. That's, I think oh, that's... Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a poll the other day we might have had it in the pile, just never got to it. But but whatever the makeup of many modern young Democrats is, they're not fighting for anybody. Because the question was, if we were inv invaded by another country, would you go and fight the invaders? And a big percentage of Democrats said, no, we'll just live under the new ruler. Whoever. Yeah, we'll surrender. I okay. <laughs> so you're talking about people who are going to surrender their own country and their own freedom. Of course, they're not going to back a foreign war. I, doesn't that go to the fact that uh, there's a growing faction of people in this country, maybe they're younger, that just uh, not satisfied with this country anymore? They're not no. going to call themselves patriots no. uh, by any means. They don't, and... they don't believe in the concept of America. They don't believe in a border. They don't believe in anybody's border. I... So, it is shocking. Yeah. That's, right. Well, when, 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 you, when you destroy the educational system and feed an entire generation a load of garbage, this is what's going to come out 30 years later. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. 
But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from one until four. Then after four o'clock, John and Ken on demand the podcast. Listen to what you missed today. A half hour interview with the new Republican candidate for Senate to fill Dianne Feinstein's seat. Steve Garvey. Yes, that's Steve Garvey from the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was on with <laughs> us for a half an hour and you ought to listen to that. Yeah, I'll see if it shakes up the race. Uh, although I think he said in one interview, I'm not sure people under the age of 40 really know who I am. Probably but, uh, not. No. But uh, hey, I do. But <laughs> yeah, but you're a baseball. I mean, you're a sports fanatic. You're the Duke of sports. I've also worked here and yeah, met him a few times. Yeah, so. I guess you're a little too connected to sports. Yeah, he, he's he's come here a few times. How about those Dodgers, Eric? Huh? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Did you go? <laughs> I went on Saturday and saw Kershaw completely implode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the time I tuned in, it was already over. He'd already given up, like, five runs. I'm like, what happened? Yeah, he lasted a third of an inning. I, I was I was thinking of people who paid a lot of money for tickets and weren't quite in their seats yet. No. <laughs> That's typical of Dodger yeah. games, And it was 9 right? nothing. Yeah, it was uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, just a different stack. kind of Mr. October, isn't he? Yeah. It's been I, his problem in his I, career. I, I, no, I read an article where he addressed that. Uh, well, he said that he'd be happy to, he's like, Except more accepting of failure in those moments because he's he's happy to be in those big moments because that's what being a big time pitcher is about. He used to have a fear of failure. Yes, that's what and, it was. Yeah, fear of failure, and and I guess you you try too hard. You try to be perfect, and you can't do that when when you're pitching. 
Actually, somebody told me when you're playing, you have to have a blank mind. Yeah. You just have to go by your your training, your instinct, your reflex. If you start thinking, then it all goes in the toilet. My coaches all the time would tell me, stop thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my son tells me that. He still plays baseball and he says you cannot think. <laughs> because that's what practice is. That's what we do on this show, right? Oh, that's right. You can't yeah. think. Just just speak. Don't think. Just speak. Whatever it comes out, comes out. All right. We're gonna switch gears here a little bit. I mean, this is an unbelievable story. Sorry, Deborah Mark. I never seen anything like uh, this. Another before. animal story, Ken. A thousand birds are dead. They flew into the Chicago Convention Center. <clears throat> October's the big migration month. They're flying from the north to the south, pass through Chicago, and apparently a lot of them couldn't navigate their way above or around the Chicago Convention Center. Nobody there has ever seen anything like this. They do have the birds do this. They do crash into the to the buildings, but they've never seen... 964 is the toll. They actually have a picture where they lined up the little bird bodies. Oh, that's so sad. It's, they're all like little carcasses John's laughing. Yeah, no, why are you laughing, John? Chicago no. Field Museum. It's, funny. it's a sinus issue. I was uh -huh. just, yeah. It's oh, the pizza. is it the pizza? It's still stuck. It's the pizza. It's the sinuses. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, uh, <laughs> they said in one night, we had a whole year's worth of death. <gasps> Usually about 1,000 or 2,000 die each year, but this time it was 1,000 all at once. So you might wonder why. Why, uh, Ken? Because I was going to ask you that. Well, there were a couple of problems, they think. The weather, the winds, the birds started to fly a little lower because of the bad weather. I mean, once they're coming from wherever north to fly south, why do they have to fly over Chicago? They're going to go over the suburbs? Or over the <laughs> lake. Who's leading them over the... Yeah. Who's leading them over a big city like that? I, I, tall John. <laughs> That's right. Come this way. If what I'm are you the, doing? If I'm the lead bird, I'm telling my partner, watch this. This will be funny. A, a thousand of them will go right into the building. Uh, yeah, it says here that uh, birds like to fly in the fall when there's a north or a west wind because they're coming from areas north of us. So it gives them kind of a tailwind. But uh, there was a storm south of Chicago that forced them to fly closer to the ground. And birds don't really want to fly into those storms. And the other thing they're wondering, if it would have helped if they turned the lights off on the convention center. They get confused by windows and mirrors. And yeah, so people's I know people's homes where birds have just flown. Oh, yeah. Them. I had a dead bird at my house last week. It was very, very upsetting. It flew right into a window. Oh, like one of your sliding glass doors or something? Yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. We, it it we, happens a lot, actually, and I, I, it's so You have to sad. do that with people. Some people put up little well, stickers on the sliding glass. Yes. <laughs> the, the windows can be reflective, obviously, right? So it confuses them, especially if there's lights on in the inside. Right. Or, or it, 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 there's a mirror effect, and all that is too much for the little bird brain. Well, uh, Chicago actually has a lights-out program. Tall buildings should turn their lights out after 11 p.m. every night until daylight during spring and fall migration dates. Uh, they, Well, according to some, that's what they did, but I guess they didn't turn out all the lights. Um, they no. claim that they usually do it, and it does reduce the number of bird collisions by 80% at this convention center. But uh, Not that night. Uh, no. I wonder what they yeah, the number of like. the number of lit windows could really, cut fatal bird collisions by sixty percent. What did he say? He said, "I." Did he say anything? I wonder what it sounds like. I wonder what it sounds like to have a thousand birds flying to the window. Not nice. No. I, I yeah, I doubt they did it all at once, but as the oh, flock well, came I, in. I, I, well, okay. Oh, <laughs> Eric. Well, that was just one bird. <laughs> That's probably pretty close to. 
what it might... Uh... Well, th- there was a heavier-than-usual uh, uh, flow of birds. Oh, like yeah. The, the was... migration was, was, was more than... Uh... Well, October's the big month. Yeah. They're, they're leaving for winter. They fly south for the winter, literally, and that's what they were trying to do. And uh... <laughs> all right, I have a sinus problem. I said, <laughs> yeah, it's, that that certainly didn't sound like a giggle. <laughs> what was the line in Major League? Birds are just rats with wings. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I thought that was about pigeons. Is John about likes all birds. birds. Well, I do. I, pigeon, actually, bird, same thing. I'm just being stupid. I love oh, I birds. think some birds are. I like hummingbirds. I I'm obsessed with birds. I, I think when I become old and feeble, I'm going to be a bird Sit watcher. Sit there with your binoculars. With a little blanket on my uh, Oh, perfect. On my There's lap. a spot in Bidenville for you. That's right. Birds. Yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I'm going to do. I used to that's do right. that as a little kid. He I had loves my, when they my, sing. My, my parents did that. They got the book and everything and mm-hmm. sat there with the binoculars. They put out the bird feeder and they watched them come in. And Yeah. I have birds that I want to see that I've never seen, actual species. I saw a story today that if you see a red cardinal, something holy is going to happen. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> Something holy? Yeah, something you mean? Of, what do you mean, a real Roman cardinal? or Like some sort of surreal religious kind of, yeah, experiences. It's that, I've seen cardinals. I don't think anything happened to me like that. See cardinals, hide the kids. Was it St. Louis? Not in St. Louis. <laughs> All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI, M640 Live Everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Well, the girl was naked. She's walking around naked. I think I'm watching some Charlie Sheen show or something. She, she's got no clothes on. She's naked. And she white, black, or hispanic? She's naked. She's laying on the garage floor naked. She's in the garage on the floor, laying on the floor naked. With her naked body looking right at George. Then she said to me, take off your clothes. So I took off my underwear so I was naked there. You were nude too, right? And at that point, I took off my clothes. I was like, no way. He's not naked. He's naked. Naked and in front of a crowd. And now, an update from the John and Ken Naked Desk. Here's John and Ken. Ooh, forgot about this. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, this is quite a story. Uh, imagine going into a J.C. Penney and there's a guy walking around nude. This is in Tukwila, which is just outside Seattle. I was in Tukwila last year, matter of fact, on the way back from Alaska. Tukwila? Yeah, it's a suburb of Seattle. No. You never heard of it? No. There's nude Sorry, people was... walking around there? Well, there was in this J.C. Penney store, and he was trying to inappropriately touch the children of parents in the store. No. Yeah. Somebody, of course, whipped out their phone and took a lot of video of the guy walking around nude. He uh, was wearing socks, I believe. <laughs> the person recording the clip explains they're on the first floor of the kid's department location. The man is trying to evade people who started to chase him, and he's wearing nothing but socks. Oh. The recorder says he's like, he's like holding this kid. He's trying to touch two kids that he had with him in the store. So they're, they're his kids? Like they little were... kids? Well, yeah, kids are kids, ten-year-olds. Oh, I don't know, man. As a woman recording asks where a cop is, the man chasing begins to jog after the man as he disappears behind a pole. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> then he grabs a pair of pants and tries to put them on. Eventually, another shopper confronts him, and they begin to wrestle. I don't know if I'd do that. Yeah, you're going to touch a naked guy? Have you seen this video of the two of them wrestling? Although they keep pixelating out the naked guy so they don't show his parts, but it's they're really I, they're rolling that, around and pushing that, each other. And That is not a good choice. Uh, two gr- other grab people eventually guy. grab him and attempt to wrestle him under control. Once they get him under the control, uh, a guy throws a punch at him. 
<laughs> Someone's yelling, yeah, let's get him. Because they thought he was there to molest their kids. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd assume. Just beat the crap out of him. Uh, of course, uh, the police say he was somebody in a mental crisis. <laughs> and look at that. This J.C. Penny is one of just 600 remaining in the whole country. Yeah. Wow. Too many, a lot of Remember, department stores have faded the, away over used the years. To be, and that's a classic. Be. Yeah, I know. That, that, was a, that was a big deal when I was a kid. I know. It's a great name. You're going to Penny's? Yeah, it's from my mother, yeah. I always went to Penny's. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's no real explanation as to why the nude man... Some believe he came in with clothing and just took it all off, except his socks, and just went nuts. But it's, obviously, probably high on drugs. and Yeah, mental illness, drugs. The, it's the same thing over and over. Right, and because it's close to Seattle, I have a feeling that's where he wandered oh, from. Oh, man, could you imagine? There's probably a hundred guys in the street like him. Wandering around with no pants, looking for little children to hold. Jeez. You'd beat him up too, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, if he was coming near my kid, I don't know if oh, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'd touch him though. Yeah, I think that would be a risk. I might just kick him in the in the sweet spot there. Mm. Uh, we've got uh, Conway. Hey now, hey now, hey now. You like my big Dodgers jersey, right? Proud Dodgers fan. Uh, I missed the last couple of games though. How'd they do? You could. I think, oh, it's because you're on the air. You yes, don't like to, can't you see might, him. Uh, I recorded him. You might get to wear it one more time. I'm gonna record him and uh, watch him later. Uh, we have Steve Garvey okay, coming. We will break the news. He'll turn that off quickly. <laughs> uh, Steve Garvey coming on at four o'clock. That'll be oh, cool. Yeah, we just had him on it too. Yeah. Oh wait. What? Oh, sorry. Steve Gregory. Oh, no. Well, we had him on, too. He's good. Uh, we had him on, too. He's good. He's good. He's not right. running for anything. All right. We'll talk to him. You know, Belio's uh, got to do a little more than well, just... Uh, no, she she misspelled... They're close. Gregory. Steve G's, right? right? Yeah. 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 I thought we had Steve Garvey on. Right. But you, I... You, you know, know what? <laughs> if you call him, he'd come on. I've talked to him before. He's one of the great storytellers of all time. Uh, he did a... I went to a, a, a speaking engagement where he was speaking. He talked for about 20 minutes, and man, oh, man... The stories he tells of being a young Dodger in, yeah. in, in Florida and coming up through the ranks, cool. it's great. Yeah. No, I, I got to meet him once in a, in a Dodger suite. Right. He's, but he's like an ambassador. He's he great. from suite to suite. Yeah. He, he's but I don't know company. why he's doing this. At, what, is he 74, 75? 74 years old. He yeah. always wanted to run. I, I I looked him up before, and he was talking 30 years ago about running I for the I think we talked about him like 20-some-odd years I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but uh, but the but the uh, the opposite side is just going to crap all over him, dig up crap about him, and you know he's he's going to change. He's going to be the new Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yes. Well, right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. We're in a desperate state. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, any any boat that goes by, I'm jumping on. Uh, and then the lottery. Nobody won the lottery. Ken, you didn't win. I didn't win. Nobody Yo, won the lottery. I, I suckered myself into buying last night. How many? When you buy tickets, do you get one ticket? You get ten. I spent twenty dollars, which is ten. Ten tickets. tickets. Wow. Two dollars each. Yeah. That's fancy. Um, I, <laughs> okay. I uh, he's got the money to blow $20. Yes, but it's going up to one and three quarters billion uh -huh. dollars. Yeah, it's a scam. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. It's wild that nobody, you know, you can take $298 million and buy every combination. Why doesn't somebody do that? How much money? I think it's $298 million. But apparently to, to get all the tickets printed, it's impossible, well, right? Well, look, something? nobody wants to stand behind you at a 7-Eleven. Well, <laughs> I would, get that. Who would do that? Warren Buffett? I mean... Anybody, like a well, big, like well, a well, hedge well, fund. What would be the point? A hedge fund. <laughs> you know, to turn hundreds of millions into $2 billion. Yeah, if, if you could turn $300 million into $1.7 billion overnight... Right, right. I, but if you already have that money, there's... 
There's <laughs> <Yes>, no incentive. <laughs> it's not going to make care? your life any better. No, no, no. But but as you know, everybody always wants to be wealthier. Mm. You know, these guys <laughs> who are worth three hundred million, they want to be worth four hundred billion. You know. Uh, All right, uh, and then uh, Mark Thompson. I think tonight. I don't know what happened. I don't he, know. he hasn't shown up. No, yet. he's here now. No, no. Oh, and then we'll talk about also the uh, uh, the fuel tanks that are uh, coming down from the desert to the uh, science museum to put next to the space shuttle. All they're, right. they're on the move right now. All right. So that's pretty good. Cool. doesn't sound wise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <few times. laughs> it's the solid rocket boosters that sent oh, okay. the, that sent the uh, uh, space shuttle into space. Oh, yeah, I saw the shuttle. It's right oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Conway's Ding coming. Ding dong with you two. Uh, Crozier is John and Ken. Uh, yeah. KFI. <laughs> All right. AM 640. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.